Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for being with us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your touch, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your mercies that are new every morning, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us this far, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's just, let's just thank the Lord for bringing us to this day. Let's just thank the Lord for being with us, for His mercies, for His grace. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Your mercies are more in number than the sand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Your blessings are more in number than the sand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's no one like you, Lord. Faithful Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All powerful is your name. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There is no one besides you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, eternal rock. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, bread of heaven. Thank you, Lord. 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 Our everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for being our healer, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let's just worship him. Let's just worship him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, King of kings and Lord of lords. Thank you, Lord. We look to you, our eternal rock. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Living water, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The Alpha and the Omega. Thank you, Jesus. The beginning and the end. The first and the last. There is no one like you, Lord. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for being the Lamb of God. Thank you, Lord, for interceding on our behalf, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. O Lamb of God, we praise you. Praise the Lamb of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, the one who sits on the throne. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. We praise you, Lamb of God. Lamb of God, we praise you. We praise you. We praise you. Look to the Lord, the Lamb of God. John said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin from the world. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for being our Savior. Thank you, Lord, for being the Savior of our bodies, our minds, our spirits. Thank you, Jesus. Savior, we worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. O Lamb of God, Lion of Judah, there is no one like you, Lord. There is no one like you, Lord. We praise you and exalt your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray that you hide us in your cross, Lord. Hide us in your cross, Lord. Let no one see us, Lord. Let not the enemy see us, Lord. Let people only see you, Lord. Let people only see you, Lord. More of you, less of me. Less of me, Jesus, more of you. We praise you, we praise you, we praise you. 
Fill every part of me, every part of me with you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Ask the Lord, Lord, fill every part of me with you, Jesus, until the world can see you, only you in me, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That's all we want, Lord. That's all we want. We want the world to see you, Jesus. We want the world to see you, Jesus. You, Jesus, in me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. There is no one like you, Lord. There is no one like you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you for the word that you have for your people, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I pray that you touch the hearts of the people, Lord. Your people, Lord. These are your people, Lord. These are your children, Lord. We are your children, Lord. I pray, touch them, Lord. Touch them, Lord. Touch your people, Lord. These people, Lord, are your people, And you are our God, Lord. I pray that you touch us, Lord. Touch us, Lord. Touch us, Lord. Speak to us, Lord, and we will listen. Speak, Lord, and we shall obey, Lord. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Let no one's voice be heard but your voice, Lord. We only want your voice to be heard, Jesus. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us, Lord. Touch us, Lord. Touch our hearts, Lord. Give us, Lord, your manna, Lord, your word that will never fade away, Lord. Touch our hearts, Lord. Touch our hearts, Lord. Give us this day our daily bread, Lord. Lord, your bread from heaven. Your bread from heaven, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to feed us, Lord. Feed us, Lord. Feed us, Lord. That's all we want, Lord. Feed us, Lord, with your manna, Lord. With your living water, Lord. That's why we're here, Lord. Lord, we've come to you, Lord, so that you can feed us. Lord, I pray that you speak to us, Lord. Speak to us, Lord. And fill us, Lord, to the overflow with your word, Lord, I pray. And I thank you, Lord, for being with us, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for all these things. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you're such a good God. I thank you, Lord. Thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. Thank you for your mercies are new every morning, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I pray that you continue to be with us, Lord. I pray that you, Lord... Do something, Lord. Do something, Lord. Do something new in us this night, Lord. Do something, Lord, great in our lives, Lord. I pray, let this night be a night of change, Lord. Let this night be a night of change, Lord. Let us not leave the same way we've come, Lord. I pray, touch us, Lord. Touch us, Lord. Touch us, Lord. Speak to us, Lord, and give us your word. Speak your word into our hearts and have your way, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise be to God. We're going to turn our Bibles to John, the book of John. John chapter 3. John chapter 3. And we're going to read verse 27. John chapter 3, verse 27. John answered and said, A man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. I'm going to read this verse again. John chapter 3, verse 27. John answered and said, A man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. These words were spoken by John the Baptist 
a mighty man of God. And we're going to read verse 30. He must increase, but I must decrease. He must increase, but I must decrease. This mighty man of God was such a delight in the eyes of God to the heart of the Father, John the Baptist. As many of you know, he was the forerunner to the Messiah. He brought many to the saving knowledge of Jesus. What made his words so captivating? What made him the mighty man of God that he was? What gave him the boldness that he had? It can all be found here in these two verses. John chapter 3 verse 27 and John chapter 3 verse 30. These are John's secrets to who he became. This is how he fulfilled the call that God had upon his life. In verse 27 we see, What is John saying? A man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. What does this mean? This shows the heart of the Father that was transferred to John. God is a God of meekness. Jesus said, I am meek. We see the nature of Christ in John. In this verse, John the Baptist is saying, without God giving anything, basically I cannot do anything. I cannot have anything without receiving from the Father in heaven. I cannot have anything. John the Baptist had the humility to realize, without God, I am nothing. Without God, I am zero. Without God, I don't have what it takes to fulfill the call that God has upon my life. That's, that's one point. One step of humility where we realize the lack in our lives. And the second point we see here, it's not just John the Baptist saying, I don't have anything, I can do nothing. He realized his lack, but what did he do about the lack? That's another point. We see the humility that causes a person to see his need for God, her need for God, and the humility that causes them to do something about that. You see a lack in your life, what do you do about it? A lot of times when people see that they have a lack, first of all, there are many people who think they can do it without God. They think they have everything. Until their world crashes, they don't realize. Without God, they are nothing. And there are some people, some people, they see that they have a lack, but they don't do anything about it. They'll say, poor me, poor me, poor me, I'm nothing, I'm good for nothing. That's not the kind of humility God wants. God wants us to realize, without God, I'm nothing. Without God, I lack. But he also wants us to do something about that lack. This is a humility that comes from God. And we see that from John the Baptist. 
he realized, nothing, I'm nothing without God, and I need to do something about that. So, we see the lack, what do we do about it? We go to the Father and we ask Him, we say, Lord, fill me. The book of James says, every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of lights. And the book of James also says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. God gives to all. Whoever comes and asks of God, Lord, give me this. I need wisdom. God says here. He gives it. And in verse 30, we see another important point where John the Baptist says, He must increase, but I must decrease. He is saying, Jesus must increase, but I must decrease. So, in the previous verse that we read, we saw the humility of God in John the Baptist's life. And in verse 30, we see another quality. The selfless nature. John the Baptist was a man who was completely full of the Spirit of God and hidden in the Lord. That's how God was able to shine through him. That's why Jesus was able to say of him, John was like a lamp burning. Such a mighty man of God. He fulfilled the call that God had upon his life. He started well. He continued well. And he ended well. What a beautiful testimony. So that's John the Baptist we see over here. We see, if you read in the Bible, how he was mightily used of God to bring people, all kinds of people, from all kinds of backgrounds, to the saving knowledge of Jesus. People came to him asking him, what shall we do? And he told them what to do. People came and he led them into repentance. He prepared them for the coming of the Messiah. John is a really, really, really powerful example for us in our days before the coming of our Savior. How? How to bring others to Jesus? Here are John's secrets. The humility which comes from God and the selfless nature, which comes from Jesus as well. So this is one life we're looking at right now. First, the humility which causes us to see our lack without Christ. Secondly, the humility which causes us to do something about that lack, which is to go to the presence of God and ask Him, Lord, fill me. Thirdly, we see the selfless nature, we must be hidden in Christ. Only then will the power of God be revealed in our lives. What a blessing God has placed this example in His Word for us to know. How did He bring so many people? What made Him so captivating? It was this. He was hidden in God. When we hide ourselves in Jesus, we let His light shine, because without Him we're nothing. So that's John the Baptist. And now we're going to look at 
another person in the Bible, briefly, in the same chapter, John chapter 3, verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel, and do not know these things? Most assuredly I say to you, We speak what we know, and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If I have told you earthly things, and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? So we see another life over here, Nicodemus. Nicodemus was a man in people's eyes, someone in a good position socially, a ruler of the Jews. John the Baptist was a man ordained by God. God had a call on John the Baptist's life, and God had a call in Nicodemus's life as well. But if we study both lives, we see that there is a clear difference. Look at Nicodemus. Nicodemus was a man who came to Jesus by night. In verse 2 we see, This man came to Jesus by night. Look at John the Baptist. John the Baptist was a man hidden in God. Because he was hidden in God, in Jesus, he had no fear. So, in broad daylight, he spoke with no fear. In the face of persecution, he spoke, and he served God. Nicodemus, on the other hand, was someone who came by night. John received what he needed to fulfill the call that God had upon his life. That's what made the difference. He had the humility of God and the selfless nature. He made room so that Jesus and the Spirit of God could fill him. When Jesus was going to be born, many people did not give a place for Mary and Joseph. 
They made no room. But why? They were full of self. Even, even if they would not have known that Mary was carrying the Messiah. You see a pregnant woman, practically in labor, how can you turn her away? They're full of self. They were full of self. And they missed the opportunity to house the Lord Jesus Christ. John the Baptist made room. That's how he was able to house the Spirit of God. That's how he became a powerhouse. That's how he became great in the sight of God. More of Jesus, less of us. All of Jesus, none of us. That's the best life we can live. So, we see Nicodemus, we see John. And Nicodemus, although even Jesus himself pointed it out, even though Nicodemus was a teacher in Israel, he did not understand. He was someone who read the Torah, but how much of the Torah he could actually absorb into his spirit, only God knows. And we even see here the basic principles of salvation. How could he not grasp them? Jesus said, Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. And yet Nicodemus marveled. May God help us to be like John the Baptist, a man who is fit for the call which God has placed upon his life. We're going to look at one more person in the Bible. So you see, these are different people from different walks in life. People with different motives, people who knew God or knew about Him at a certain level. How much do you want to know God? There's a difference between knowing about God and knowing God. Do you want to know about God or do you want to know God for yourself? You may be coming to these meetings. You may be hearing so many messages morning and evening. But how much are you actually absorbing? Is there a transformation taking place in your life? We're going to look at one more person in the Bible. Our motives should be pure and pleasing to God. And our desire must be strong. Our desire to not just know about God, not to not just have some information, but to know God for who He is, to know God for ourselves. We should not want to be used by God for name or fame, for wealth. The whole motive should be, Lord, I want to be what you call me to be, for your glory. John the Baptist, at the beginning of his ministry, he was such a humble man, hidden in the Lord. And in the middle of his ministry, throughout, he continued to be hidden. When people came to him and said, Who are you? Are you the Christ? The Bible clearly says, He confessed and said, I am not. 
The one who comes after me is mightier than I. I'm not even worthy to stoop down and loose his sandals. Such a man, a blessed man in the sight of the Lord. And he finished well. We should have a good start, a good continuation, and a good finish in the race which God has called us to run. So we're going to look at Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles, chapter 1. Second Chronicles, chapter 1, verse 7. This is about King Solomon after he became king of Israel in place of his father David. So we're going to read Second Chronicles chapter 1, verse 7. On that night, God appeared to Solomon and said to him, Ask, what shall I give you? And Solomon said to God, You have shown great mercy to David my father, and have made me king in his place. Now, O Lord God, let your promise to David my father be established. We see in verse 8, look at the humility in Solomon. You have shown great mercy to David my father, and have made me king in his place. Who made him king? God made Solomon king. Solomon is giving the credit to God. He didn't say, I did this. He said, you, you have shown great mercy. Who am I, Lord, that you should lift me up? Your mercy, your faithfulness, you have made me king. Verse 9, now, O Lord God, let your promise to David my father be established. For you have made me king over a people like the dust of the earth in multitude. Now, Give me wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people. For who can judge this great people of yours? Then God said to Solomon, Because this was in your heart, and you have not asked riches or wealth or honor or the life of your enemies, nor have you asked long life, but have asked wisdom and knowledge for yourself, that you may judge my people over whom I have made you king, wisdom and knowledge are granted to you, and I will give you riches and wealth and honor, such as none of the kings have had who were before you, nor shall any after you have the like. This is so beautiful. God saw the humility in Solomon, and he saw the selfless nature in Solomon. Solomon said, Lord, I need wisdom and knowledge. I lack, I need that. Solomon saw the lack that he had. He saw the need and he did something about it. He asked God, give me wisdom and knowledge. And he knew that without God giving him, he would not be able to do anything. And he was so void of self. He emptied himself. He did not ask for riches. He said, Lord, the greatest thing I need is what it takes 
to fulfill the call which you have placed upon my life. God loves such people. And God answered him, and God gave him much more than he asked for or imagined. Now we're going to look at one more section, a few more verses. Second Chronicles chapter 6, verse 12. Second Chronicles chapter 6, verse 12. This is after King Solomon built a temple to the Lord. This is when he's praying and dedicating it to the Lord. Second Chronicles chapter 6, verses 12 through 21. Then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the assembly of Israel and spread out his hands. For Solomon had made a bronze platform five cubits long, five cubits wide, and three cubits high, and had set it in the midst of the court. And he stood on it, knelt down on his knees before all the assembly of Israel, and spread out his hands toward heaven. This is so, so beautiful. This great king, after God exalted him, he gave glory to God. He didn't say, in the presence of the people, I am the king, bow before me. He said, the Lord deserves all glory, honor, and praise. He was not ashamed to give glory to God. He knelt down before the Lord in the presence of the people, and he lifted up his hands to heaven. Verse 14, And he said, Lord God of Israel, there is no God in heaven or on earth like you, who keep your covenant and mercy with your servants, who walk before you with all their hearts. You have kept what you promised your servant David, my father. You have both spoken with your mouth and fulfilled it with your hand, as it is this day. Therefore, Lord God of Israel, now keep what you promised your servant David, my father, saying, You shall not fail to have a man sit before me on the throne of Israel. Only if your sons take heed to their way, that they walk in my law as you have walked before me. And now, O Lord God of Israel, let your word come true, which you have spoken to your servant David. But will God indeed dwell with men on the earth? Behold, heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain you. How much less this temple which I have built? Yet regard the prayer of your servant and his supplication, O Lord my God, and listen to the cry and the prayer which your servant is praying before you, that your eyes may be open toward this temple, day and night, toward the place where you said you would put your name, that you may hear the prayer which your servant makes toward this place, and you may hear the supplications of your servant and of your people Israel, when they pray toward this place, hear from heaven, your dwelling place, and when you hear, forgive. Praise be to God. We're going to look at a short section over here, just a few more verses. Second Chronicles chapter 7, 
verses 1 through 5. 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verses 1 through 5. When Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And the priests could not enter the house of the Lord, because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. When all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down, and the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed their faces to the ground on the pavement, and worshipped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Then the king and all the people offered sacrifices before the Lord. King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 22,000 bulls and 120,000 sheep. So the king and all the people dedicated the house of God. Praise God. Solomon prayed the prayer that really pleased the Lord. The Lord saw his heart, his motive. To make the name of God great. God's name is already so great. Like King Solomon said, even the heaven of heavens could not contain him. But, because of God's love and mercy, God led Solomon to build this temple unto him. And because Solomon's motive was pure, because Solomon wanted the Lord, he wanted to know God more, he wanted the presence of God in his life. He prayed such a prayer, full of humility and selflessness, which caused God's fire to come down. The glory of God was seen, not Solomon but the glory of God. And you know what? This was a temple which Solomon built, but we have an even greater privilege. We ourselves are the temples of the living God. And we are temples not made with human hands. God himself made us for himself. How much more are we supposed to give ourselves to Him and ask Him to fill us? Without God filling the temple, the temple would not contain His glory. His fire will not come down without the Lord intervening. As God's people, if you want the Lord to move in your life, if you want the Lord to come down, if you want to be used to fulfill the call which God has upon your life. Be like King Solomon. Be like John the Baptist. See what you need. Know your lack. Bring it before the Lord. Ask Him to fill. And hide yourself in the cross of Jesus. Empty yourself in the presence of God. And He will fill you. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up. And the more He lifts you up, the more you should magnify Jesus. That's what John the Baptist did. Whoever came to Him, He told them, Look, behold the Lamb of God. He didn't say, Look at me. He said, Behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Look to Him. John the Baptist pointed many people to the Messiah. 
His words were full of power. His actions with the holiness of the Lord. Because of the holiness, the humility, and he was hidden in the Lord. That's so beautiful. When we are hidden in Jesus, many will come to the light. God's light will shine through us. More of Jesus, less of us. Less of us, more of Jesus. That is what we want. God has a great call for each one of you. For each one of us, God has a great plan. But in order to fulfill that call which God has upon our lives, we must do these things. We must have the humility. We must clothe ourselves with humility. And we must desire the Lord. We must have that strong desire. Lord, I don't want to just know a little bit about you. I want to know you for who you are. And we must see our lack. We must come to God and ask Him to fill. You need wisdom? Ask God for wisdom. You need knowledge? You need understanding? Ask God. You need grace? Ask God. Even humility. If you feel... I'm not someone who can, who naturally humbles myself. I need humility. Ask God. If you think, I'm naturally a proud person, how can I humble myself? Ask God. And He will help you. Spend time in His presence. Empty yourself in His presence. And He will fill you. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and He will flee from you. There is so much power that God gives when we clothe ourselves in humility and when we hide ourselves in Jesus. That is such a powerful life. We become powerhouses. That's how John the Baptist was. Because of his humility and his habit of being continually hidden in Jesus, God was exalted. God used him powerfully. To bring many to Jesus. May we too. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God. Our Savior. Who not only. Takes away the sin. Of the world. But the Lamb of God. Who heals us. The Lamb of God. Who saves us. Every day. Not just from sin. But from. All kinds of forms of destruction from sickness, from accidents. He is our Savior. He is the Savior of our bodies, our spirits, our minds. Every day, He is our Savior. Look to the Lord. Those who looked to the bronze serpent were made whole. Look to the Lord. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God. Look at the Lamb of God and your life will never be the same you may have been coming to these meetings and I know God has been working in each one of you but are you satisfied or do you want more how much more do you want God to work in your life even more if so examine your life see am I like Nicodemus who knew 
mm, a little bit here and there about God who had some head knowledge but not a strong personal relationship with God. Am I like Nicodemus with self afraid coming to Jesus at night? Or am I like John the Baptist? Am I like Solomon? Not ashamed to proclaim the name of Christ, not only through words, but in action. Every day, every day, the way you conduct yourself, are you reflecting Jesus? Don't be ashamed. Hide yourself in Jesus. Clothe yourself with humility. And don't be satisfied with where you are. Be thankful because of God you are where you are today. But don't stop there. Say, Lord, I want more of you. I want to know you more. More of you, less of me, less of me, more of you. All of you, none of me. He must increase but I must decrease. Remember the words of John the Baptist. No one can have anything unless it has been given to him from heaven. Whatever it takes to fulfill the call that God has upon your life is available. God has it. God wants you to fulfill the call. His heart is for you, for your best. But how much do you want to fulfill that call? Do you want to fulfill it? If so, you need to know God more. And you need to hide yourself in Jesus. Hide yourself in Jesus. And clothe yourself with humility. Praise be to God. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God. May God engrave these words into your hearts. Behold the Lamb of God. The more you look to Jesus and hide yourself in His cross, the more you behold the Lamb of God, the smaller your problems will be, the smaller they will become. How great is our God! Goliath is nothing. He is nothing. Nothing compared to the power of God. Behold the Lamb of God. Look to the cross. Look at the Lamb of God. The more you look at Him, the more your faces will become radiant and the more you will become like Him. The more you will be able to transform many lives, just as Jesus did. It's not a secret. All you have to do is be like Jesus. He said, Be like me. I am meek, I am humble, I am gentle. Just embrace the nature of Christ and you will see Him reign in you like never before. And pray that God will increase your desire for more and more, more of Jesus, more of His nature, more of His Word. And every day, clothe yourself with humility. And you will see what great things God will do in and through you in the days to come. Blessed be the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for showing us, Lord, how to be what you've called us to be, Lord.
thank you for the plan that you have for our lives, Lord. We want to be what you want us to be, Lord. We, we want to fulfill that call, Lord. Lord, we want to be like you, Jesus. Not to get credit for ourselves. But Lord, we want to make your heart glad. And we want to draw many to you, Jesus. Many, Lord. Many are dying, Lord. Many are dying. But Lord, we choose to empty ourselves in your presence, Lord. We choose to rise up as your mighty army by emptying ourselves, putting on the armor of God, filling ourselves with Jesus. We want more of your word, Lord, more of you. More of you, more of you, Jesus. More of you, less of me, less of me, Jesus, more of you. All of you, none of me. Thank you, Lord. That's what we want. We want people to see your glory like never before, Lord. We want people to see your glory, Lord, like never before. Thank you, Lord, that you are fighting our battles, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your promise that the sun shall not smite us by day nor the moon by night. Thank you, Lord, for being our keeper and our shade. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your strong and mighty arm stretched out for us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We choose right now to behold the Lamb of God, to behold the Lamb of God, our Savior, the Savior of our bodies, the Savior of our bodies, the Savior of our minds, our spirits, our every, every part of our being. You are the Savior. Thank you, Lord, for being our Savior. Thank you, Lord, not only 2,000 years ago on the cross, but even today you are our Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We lift your name. Blessed Lord, we empty ourselves in your presence, Lord. And we ask you, fill us, Lord. Fill us, Lord. Fill us, Lord, with the strength to fight. We cannot do this without you, Lord. We're nothing without you. We are dust. But Lord, because of your breath, because you formed us in your image, we are yours. And we come to you, Lord. Breathe into us, Lord. Breathe into us, Lord. Let your fire fall. Lord, we want to see your glory. We want to see your glory, Lord. Jesus, I pray that you touch us, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your truth, Lord. That's so clear. So easy to understand. So easy to follow if we will just put it to practice. Lord, we choose to put it to practice. Lord, we want you and you alone to be magnified, Lord. We want to draw people to your cross. Lord, the purpose for which you died, Jesus. Lord, we want to please your heart. We want to satisfy your thirst, Lord, for souls. Lord, by first coming to you ourselves and removing whatever should be removed from our lives to make the heart of the Father glad. And then we want to draw many, Lord. We want to draw many to you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the great things you're going to do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we know before you can do more, we must sanctify ourselves even more. There must be a deeper level, a deeper level of consecration. 
Lord, we choose to go in that direction, Lord. We give ourselves over to you, Jesus. Lord, I pray that you make us more like you. We're nothing without you, Lord. We ask you, Lord, right now for your wisdom, for your knowledge, for your understanding, for your love, your grace, your humility, to wage the warfare in your way, through your spirit. Fill us, Lord, with your spirit to the overflow, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Fill every part of me, every part of me. Fill every part of me with you, Jesus. Until the world can see you, only you in me, Jesus. Fill every part of me, every part of me with you, Jesus. More of you. Sing the song to the Lord with all your hearts. Lord, we want more of you. Less of me. Less of me, Jesus. More of you. More of you. Less of me. Less of me, Jesus. More of you, more of you, Jesus. Less of me, Jesus. Less of me, Jesus. More of you. Fill every part of me, every part of me. Fill every part of me with you, Jesus. Until the world can see you, only you in me, Jesus. Fill every part of me, every part of me with you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We want all of you, Lord, all of you, Lord, all of you, Lord, all of you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to our hearts. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I pray that you continue to be with us, Lord. Continue, Lord, to minister to our hearts, Lord. I thank you and I praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.